Say what, Boop Papa Doo? Dispatches from Planet Funk. This is the Aced Out Podcast. Dedicated to all whom the man tried to ace out. By profiting from the soul. Without stopping to give props to the prophets of soul. That's right. This is your boy Ace Allen. A.K.A. Barack Wayne. And we're brought to you by the letter P. And sponsored by Pete. P-E-T-E. Otherwise called... People for the ethical treatment of ear holes. Everybody around me is funk and not fam affiliated. Because funk is just fun with a K. That's why they pronounce it funky. What do you think about that, Jay? Yeah, boy. <laughs> I wiped my nose before we started filming this time, so I'm good. Niceness. The tribe is spoken, and it looks like we got to do a video show. Uh, we got to do a video show now. I was talking a big game before that we're going to be audio only. Right. But uh, we got so many. I think not only did we quadruple, but I think we might have quintupled our base of people checking out the show by doing all video. Yeah. So I want to give a shout out to Star Colors. Most definitely. Star Colors, the Wonder Woman bassist from P-Funk. The Amazon. Who helped us launch into the video realm. Check out episode 24, you guys. Star Colors. And we're back, and it's a little late. We're getting a late start, Jay Stone, for March 2022. Can't uh, rush the greatness. You can't rush the greatness. Thank you. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, but we wanted to make sure we had the right spot to do it. So Scott went, and Scott and I were going around checking out spots. And then I wound up at bottom of the hill last December at a fishbone show. Yeah. And when I went outside to get a little bit of air, there's this cat, uh, Chris McGrew, standing outside who I recognized from online uh-huh. and started chatting him up. And he was talking about how he had a spot here. He does a group, you know, Seal Party. Right. And they have, uh, they're having a big record release coming out this summer. He's a drummer. He used to play in the group Griddle. Anyway, he's got this studio here. This place is great. Man. We're at legendary Hyde Street Studios. In the city. This is where they did Headhunters. They recorded Tupac and Digital Underground here. Lots of local punk groups here. Yeah, Dead Kennedys. Dead Kennedys recorded here. Green this Day. Is, this is the spot. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to mention them. <laughs> but dude, not everybody from the Bay is the finest, but you know what I'm saying. But anyway, I'm really happy to be here. We got Roan behind the camera, Roan Gibson. Yeah. Dr. Moss, going to take my temperature later when I get sick. We have uh, Mary Zell, Mary Zell in the room. Your wife is here. Tina, Tina is Collins here. is in the house. In the house. I mentioned great, uh, Chris before. I also want to shout out, uh, he's not here right now, our executive producer, Scott Shepard. I want to say what's up to Waze. We're still all affiliated with Waze and his studio. Yeah. He's, uh, he's always working on Ace Out Podcast, helping us with editing and all that stuff. Super duper shout out to uh, my sister-in-law, Three Chards, mm-hmm. who uh, helped save us when we are having some post-production problems with the last episode uh, and really helped us uh, get it over the finish line. So shout out to Three Chards. Thank you so much. Shout out to my sister who just had her birthday. And I'm happy to be doing this show, happy to be here. But what I got to do now, uh, instead of shooting people towards our website, yeah. and you still got to check that out, by the way, acedoutpodcast.com, excuse me, A-C-E-D, 
O-U-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. Mm-hmm. You also got Funkanuts.com. That's right. But what I want people to check out now and I want you to do for me, I'm one of those people now. I'm one of those guys. Like I'm and asking smash you that to, button. I'm asking you to like <laughs> and subscribe. That's what I want you to do. Yeah. Before, we used to just use uh, YouTube as a place just to hold our stuff, you know? So I didn't really ask people to subscribe right. to it. I just would put links to it, you know? Right, right, right. But now I've been informed that we need subscribers, so I'm going to get the subscribers yeah. coming in. Uh, we're going to have sponsors coming in. We have great episodes coming up. So, for example, we have chocolate. Chocolate from Graham Central Station. Mm-hmm. With the F-U-N-K box She's going to be here She's going to be coming here in person, Jay Stone She's oh, going to be sitting there I cannot wait I'm really happy about the fact that uh, J.W., our brother from Detroit mm-hmm. Brother from another mother Because J.W. not only is a great man Who's played with Parlette yeah. His older sister is Debbie Wright mm-hmm. From Parlette uh, Going back with P-Funk since he was 12 years old but Heavy. also, he's helped us produce episodes, and he's got us so many guests for the show. That's right. Shady Grady. Shady Grady Thomas, which is one of our most popular episodes right now. Uh, Rick Gardner from the Horny Horns. That's right. uh, oh, Joe Rick. Pep Harris. <laughs> Joe Pep Harris from Undisputed Fruit. Smiling faces. Right. All that stuff. Yeah. So he's going to be here, and he's going to perform a song with us. Oh, so dope. we're going to have a band here. Dope. Uh, Chris is going to play with us, too. Who else are we going to have out? We're going to have Rusty Allen here. Rusty Allen from Sly and the Fan from the album Fresh. He's the bass player on the song In Time. Yeah. We're doing it, man. This yeah. is beautiful, man. To oh, all this. my goodness. I can't believe it. It's good to see you again, Jay. Yes, sir. It's good to be back here. By the way, you, you remember we went and we uh, interviewed a whole bunch of cats at La Raza Park uh-huh. last October. Yes, sir. On a beautiful, sunny October day. And the reason we were there is because we were going to check out the show and interview as many cats as we can in celebration of Richard Segovia from Puro Bandido. Yes. He has the Latin, the famous Latin rock house, the mayor of the mission there, uh, Casa Bandido Casa on York Bandido. 25th here in San Francisco. And anybody could go see it. If you if you come to San Francisco, check go check out his house, right? Yeah, check out his house. Why should they check right it out, in the Jay? Mission. They should check it out because you'll see Carlos Santana, you'll see the Escovitos, you'll see uh, uh, Richard Segovia's family, the Piro Bandito, uh, the Malibus, the Malibus, Jorge Santana, and, and it's a beautiful mural. I mean, if you like painting and graffiti and whatnot, oh, it, it's yeah. all that. And speaking of that, thanks for bringing that up because um, he debuted some brand new additions to the mural on that day. Oh, he did. And we went to Richard's house and talked to him about it as well as part yeah. of the little documentary coming out. And uh, one of the cats that was inducted was from the Escovito family, and he's our guest today. You remember they had all the Escovitos up there? They had Pete, Papa yeah. Pete up there. Yeah. Peter Michael, uh-huh. Sheila E, of course. And today's guest, the coolest cat ever, Juan Escovito. Yes. Let me tell you about Juan. Um, he's part of Bay Area Royalty. He's an awesome percussionist. He just got done working with like 100 kids today in Palo Alto, just showing them the, the ropes with the music. Wow. Uh, he started performing, cut his teeth uh, on the Purple Rain tour with Prince. He's played with Patti LaBelle, Jody Watley, Tony, 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 Lionel Richie. Mm. Uh, we got to ask him about that. <laughs> Freddie Hubbard. That's one of my oh, favorite. Man. Freddie Hubbard Freddie on Hubbard. trumpet. Oh, my God. Barry White. Yeah. 
Herbie Hancock he's worked with. I want to know about that. And Tito Puente. He's a fave performer at Yoshi's. Mm -hmm. He does a lot of shows at uh, Yoshi's. Um, he has a great solo album out. It's called The J. Okay. Look at that cover. Look nice. at that handsome devil. Right. right. He's got a birthday show coming out. March 12th, coming right up, y'all, in MacArthur Park Club and Restaurant on 27 University Ave in Palo Alto. Yeah. With the Juan Escovito All-Star Band. Can't wait to talk to this guy. We met him briefly and talked to him about 10 or 15 minutes, so we just want to have him back for a follow-up. Right. Would you guys please welcome the J, Juan Escovito. Come on out, Juan. There Let's he is. Let's do it. Talk about that. We talk about shirt by the way look at that nice how can they get one of these shirts juanescovito.com is that what we want yes uh i just opened up my uh what how I do you spell escovito make sure they get it spelled right okay in spanish escovedo ah. english escovito actually it used to it used to be escovedo somehow it changed mm. to a v okay I asked my father about that. He, oh, is he, that right? Yeah, he couldn't explain it. So <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't know, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, it's E S C O V E D O. Great, great. I just yeah. want to make people uh, make sure people get the spelling. You just started that website, right? It just came out. Well, I had it out, but I just opened it up to where you can order the CD and T-shirt. So you can order. Oh, gotcha. What okay. size you Sorry, want the CD? How many CDs and and uh, yeah, we're gonna cover that, and we have PayPal. You know, go directly to right here, and right I'm good. On. Yeah, yeah. You see that? You <laughs> Cut know? the middleman. Yeah, there yeah. You go. yeah. That's what's great about the modern world for the modern musician. Well, right. Let me give you a little pound, man. Watch my ring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Before we get started, because I want to ask you about everything, but I just want to check out a little bit of that album. So if you don't uh, don't mind, Chris, do me a favor. Let's listen to. I think it's the first track off the J, right? Uh, Olay. Olay. And you're going to be coming out with a video for this. So let's check it out. This is a little song called Ole, Ole. It's from That's this it. man here. That's in the right <laughs> key, too. I like that. You've been listening. I got you. I told you I was listening to it. <laughs> this is from the J by Juan Escovito. Uh, actually, my brother and myself. Nice. Yes. Oh, great. Thank you. Every Saturday night, come and think she might find courage to go there. It's a devilish uh, scene. Tell the story. If you know what I mean. <laughs> All that rhythm is Rhythm is unfair. I like that lyric. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Leah Taisu sang lead help uh, do some of the lyrics on this. Who's singing lead? Uh, Leah Taisi. Are we still filming? 
That's oh. beautiful, man. I love that. That sounds so good. Ole, ole. You know what I want to ask you? I don't want to ask you about your whole life and stuff, but one <clears> thing that just jumped out of me when I was doing a little bit of research, um, on the, I guess it was Sheila E.'s second album, Romance 1600, I heard something, you were talking about the outfits for that. Like like one outfit might cost like like thirty five hundred dollars that you were wearing on that. Yes, and like like <laughs> I'm like, glad I didn't pay for it. So. And like Prince had like uh, like a dozen like twelve seamstresses that would just work for Prince and like make all the the outfits and stuff. Tell me about that. That's yeah. If amazing. you go to Paisley Park, he had this huge room, of all these seamstresses that made all his outfits. Every day they're designing and making his clothes. Mm. So. You know, obviously he worked with different artists also. So uh, Sheila had her her group, which obviously I was part of, and and they had my name and and uh, and what kind of outfit I like. Like Sheila would ask me, well, back back then uh, I wear silver now, but they used to call me Goldie because I like just wear gold, then, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gold diamonds, gold rings, you know. And so uh, that's why I had the gold, the blonde streak. So uh, all my jackets, jackets and stuff were in gold. All right. So they were tailor made, you know, the suits for me and stuff. And uh, so it was good that even though um, they designed the clothes, they asked like what material, what fits good, what feels right. good, because obviously it, it looks good on paper, but you, you have to perform and have these outfits on. It's so different. me playing congas. Yeah. Were you they know, like I elastic need, or something? Like, yeah, I had room here oh. to open up my, my uh -huh. shoulders and play drums. Nice. Mm -hmm. So they took in consideration all that stuff. And designed so it to that spec. Designed it, and, and it was really comfortable. And, Amazing. You know, yeah. So we had a bunch of outfits, like eight or ten or whatever on the tour. And then uh, we had eight a... Eight or ten, man. Yeah, at least. So y'all had a... A, 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 a box of... A rack. Yeah. We had nice. somebody that... Uh, had to take our clothes out and have it ready for each so show that we were uh, matching and everything. So I never had that. Wow. Not, <laughs> not at home, I'll tell you that. Wow. That, would make, that would make my head just go. Oh, just like, so I would cool. I just get such a big head. What happened yeah. to those outfits? They... Sheila has them. But what's, wow. So I went to her house before the pandemic. Uh huh. So I was just hanging out and Sheila goes, You know, I got the outfits because she has a bunch of storage places. But she had it in her garage, and she would just put them in the category of uh, all the, the band members' outfits. Yeah. She goes, Juan, I'm curious to see how it looks on you now. Can you try on your old outfit? <laughs> really? said, oh, so you recently put it on? Yes, yeah. two years ago. So I'm like, oh, yeah, she like, you know, it's going to look great, like, yeah. you know, in my 20s. Yeah. <clears throat> no. <laughs> that puppy went about right here. And I'm like... I must have been really thin. It, it stopped right here, right? And she goes, we got to take a picture of this. I said, not like this. She goes, so before I used to tuck in my shirt, right. it was all good. So right. I said, let me put my shirt out, and maybe we can make this work. So I put my shirt out. She goes, well, that helps a little bit. And I said, let's try the jacket. It was all like this. Oh. So I said, well, let's get a side shot. So we, we actually, I actually put it on, and my legs were like, it was, it was so funny. Oh, man. And she just died for about 20 minutes. And, uh, Bet. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's a beautiful story, man. That's just so funny. You still like laugh and have fun with oh, it. Oh, of course. I feel your pain about getting in those old outfits, oh, man. Oh, man. It's, it's a trip how you, 
you came into the scene in an interesting way. It's just so interesting with your whole background and your family. I want to ask you about um, the Glamorous Life video. That's why I want to ask you about last time we saw you. So you guys, it was like, did you have like a nine to five job when that video came out on MTV? You were like mowing lawns or something? And that was like- Yes, a, I was uh, mowing lawns. You were the keyboardist in that video, right? Like you guys did like a whole, like a finger I, sinker. I did. I was doing, we call it landscaping. Not just mowing right. lawns. Excuse me. Yes, so, of course. Were, yes. I was landscaping. Sorry, I was yeah. taking care of people's apartment building. Uh huh. So me and my cousin. Where was that? In Oakland? Actually, it was Oakland, San Leandro, Hayward, the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. So it was apartment buildings that a friend of mine, uh, well, my cousin's friend owned all these apartment buildings. Okay. So, so what we did is just, you know, did the upkeep. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so... Sheila said, well, I'm, I'm doing... So Glamorous Life was done with Prince. Her and Prince did everything. Right. So she said, Juan, you know, I need you... I don't have a band, so I need you to uh, come and do the video. So I asked my cousin. I said, well, you know, I'm going to L.A., do a video. He goes, no, you got you to gotta work tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's a video. He's like, no, you need to work. So I went over his head and talked to people who hired me. They say That's Juan. cold, man. They wouldn't give you off for the video. They're my cousin. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, Juan, you got to work tomorrow. I said, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Homie, this is a video. So uh, he didn't get it. He understood later when he had to pay to come see me play. Holla. So I went over his head, and they go, you doing a video with your sister? Yeah, of course. You, you have a week off. Thank you. Boy, I went girl. to L.A., uh, did the video, so we had to learn the song. Uh, so I play piano. Uh, my sister Zena, she was a guitarist, right? Play guitar. <laughs> she so when she Sheila hired her, she goes, Zena goes, what's a guitar? I'm like, well, <laughs> well, Zena, it goes over your neck. Hold it like this and just act like you could play. She looks like she's playing in the video. Did you she do did great? Yeah, and then my my brother played the sax. And uh, uh, let me see who else. Scotty, played Scott, the drums. Scotty, yeah. Scott Roberts, yeah, yeah. played drums. And uh, uh, Benny yeah, Refill played that bass. played with Santana, yeah. now bass player, uh -huh. played That's bass. Right. Okay, right. And uh, that, I think that was it. That was it. So, so she didn't have a band. So we go in there, and we just uh, rehearse for for about a couple of days, looking in the mirror, trying to do <laughs> right, the steps, right? right? You know, old school. Old yeah. school. Just like New Edition. Yeah. But not close. Family style. <laughs> so we did our steps. And uh, so when we did the video, the director and everything, they're going, because they had all these ideas of how they wanted to do it. But we were nailing it. The dance steps and all this stuff. They're like, man, our, our work is going to be easy because you know. guys already have it going on. Yeah. Because, you know, we've been dancing and singing our whole life. Mm -hmm. So we're prepared for it and then uh so then the video came out glamorous life i had to go back to my uh day job uh not <laughs> mowing lawn but uh landscaping right so i'm doing landscaping and i'm at apartments and i see the video that's mtv yeah so everybody I'm, would watch it back then everybody watching on. mtv yeah. yeah so i'm doing apartment buildings and i see the uh video come on and people looking at me like <laughs> <laughs> is that you? Wait, hey, you mowing my lawn? Did you be mowing the lawn? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they go, is that you? And I'm going, nope, that's not me. No. Nope. 
I'm not going to say yes, right? I'm mowing that lawn. So they're like, that's, oh, okay. that's got to be you. So I'm trying to play it off. That ain't me. And then I'm, I'm calling Sheila. I said, Sheila, I can't. Everybody noticing me now because of the video. You got to hire me, right? So she goes, yeah, you know, I've been parking. thinking about it because Prince was saying, like, on the track, she's playing a lot of timbales and singing lead. So Prince was even thinking, he goes, when you come up in front now, get away from the timbales and come in front, mm -hmm. that pattern is going to be lost, right. that cowbell and all that percussion. Right. So you need somebody else. Right. And then that's when she goes, this call was perfect. She mm -hmm. goes, I do need you to come to, to play and do the, yeah, yeah. release her from the, the pattern. So it wasn't uh, dead, a dead space. Uh -huh. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So I go, well, I'm making this much money, you know, landscaping, can you double that? Or she goes, I'm going to triple that at, at rehearsal. I'm like, really? <laughs> and then I saw the, yeah, mm. pay rehearsal. I never had a pay rehearsal, you know. Wow. So. I go pay rehearsal, and then it triples on tour. I'm like, oh, man. you got a job. I put that lawnmower away, homie. I was out. <laughs> <laughs> now that's intense. So, so let me ask you about that that period. So that's I saw somewhere else where you said it was kind of hard at first, almost like doing this job. Not almost, but it was difficult because you, you'd be doing these. Uh, we were talking before, like 16 hour days. I can't even imagine oh, yes, rehearsals. Yes. And then maybe Prince would come in and just kind of. Watch he would guys, never right? smile. Nothing. And yeah. you, you all. Does he like it? Does he, right? Yeah. Trip, so right. Yeah. So when when uh, we're rehearsing out here first for at least fifteen, sixteen hours a day, and she'll say, "Okay, get your three, four hours sleep, <laughs> come back." <laughs> I'm like, "Really? That's it?" And uh, but she, I didn't get it then. Uh, how much? How much? How important it was for her to make it so amazing and so precise and every step meant something every turn of the head mm -hmm. every movement but man we were so tight and so and it, now i know now you know that when we went out to la it was to let prince know that with, with the baddest band because the time and all that you know yeah. vanity and all that oh my God. so we had to compete with that so we nailed it and prince was he would look there and just go like this, you know, watch. And I'm like, to be like that. yeah, I'm going, okay, does he like it or not? And she goes, he loves it. I'm going, really? <laughs> <laughs> How can you tell? She goes, he flinched or so. I don't know. His eyebrow went out. Yeah, eyebrow went out. Okay, that's good. That means it's good? With, I'm like, okay. Now, yeah. what, would, what would the show be? So were you opening with, was Sheila opening for Prince on... Purple Rain tour, like how many songs would you do? What what was it? What was the band like? Yeah, so after we did the uh, rehearsals and all this, so then Purple Rain the movie came out, Ooh, and wow. then yeah, amazing, huge, man. yeah, amazing wow. movie and stuff. So uh, after that, we did. So now I know, you know that that rehearsal and all that uh, choreography and everything we did mm -hmm. had to be precise because. We got the spot to open up for Prince for the Purple Rain. Right. I didn't, you know, Sheila didn't tell me that. She was just like, you know, focused and right. that's how she works. Uh, but yeah, fence. and we I'm didn't work. Kid. Like she didn't tell you at first. Just, tell just me nothing. You. No. Yeah. It's just like work hard. This is, and we earned it. We got that spot for a reason. And uh, yeah, so we opened up for the Purple Rain tour 
And uh, that was a huge, as you know, success, successful uh, tour and everything. And So I was asking, so what, what, what kind of set would you do? Like how many songs or how long? Was it like we, a rigid show you do every night? Yeah. So, man, we would do like six, seven days a week. Uh, sometimes we have some days off, and then sometimes we'll go 14 days straight, get on the plane, do a show, hotel, plane. So we're we're doing. I think we, at first we did like a half hour, mm-hmm. uh, and then this was a trip. So when I'm on stage, uh, you're thinking when you're on stage that you have full control of everything, but Prince mm-hmm. like no, you're getting half of what he gets. And then I thought about it. It makes sense. You mean the gear on stage? The gear, right. everything. Mm-hmm. So. We had That's so not many. All your gear, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, so if he had three hundred lights, we got thirty of them. Right, right. right? Oh, okay. So we get thirty lights, flashlights, or what? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> and then, uh, so, and we only had so many speakers and all this. Yeah. So it made sense. So, so when he performed, then all the amps and all the lights and right. you know, he's paying for everything. Yeah. So it's, his production, everything was another three times level than, than we were, and mm. we understand where they're opening at. Right. But, uh, but we still we heard him. We we did our job, and it was fun. It was a great tour. And that changed yeah. your life. It right? did change our life. And um, did you say at some point? I don't know if it was this tour, but. Prince would actually have you come on during his set, maybe with Levi or so. Is that right? Or yeah. So after a while, uh, we was on tour, and then we did. Um, so Prince called me. It was uh, me and uh, Michael Weaver from Oakland. Wow. Uh, Susie Davis from Oakland, mm-hmm. and uh, Eddie M from the Bay Area. Yeah, a so, lot of Bay Area cats. In yeah. That band. Yes, and so us four would do the end of his. Uh, his set so yeah. f- the last four songs Ooh. i would die for you nice. uh baby i'm a star and uh purple rain so we do the last three songs Ooh. and stuff so i'm like so then i really felt the vibe like because when, when we were on stage we didn't get all that like i said the it's sound all the and all right, so yeah. when, right i'm like man my butt vibe yeah. vibrating it so <laughs> 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 I mean, not, not that one. You know what I'm saying. I know what we got you. Yeah. Whoever been on stage know what the monitors feel like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everything vibrated. Oh, man. So it was like, it was so cool. And I'm like, wow, this is so powerful. Uh, yeah, it was a whole nother level. Wow. And I'm like watching them perform. Could you, you know, I saw them rehearse and being on side. But when you're actually, Prince is right in front of me. And there's 100,000 people. And you see the lights. And the vibe of the sound. Yeah. And when he's playing, even though he's playing for the audience, when he turn around and you see his face, oh. and digging in that guitar yeah. solo, the Purple Rain. Yeah. Man, you just want to tear up. I'm wow. like, this dude is in it. Like I never seen anybody play it like that. Wow. And, and just the feeling, yeah, not yeah. just the the talent. It's the feel. You could feel him. The intention. The intention of yeah. all the vibe and just like he's just sucking it in, mm. and at that moment when he's doing Purple Rain, it's just something I'll never forget. That wow. is so informative because it's like like you had to work to get to that height. Like you you can't get that like mm. all that 
practice, all that like working, you know, probably right. seem like too much sometimes. But when you when you get that payoff, we could just like dig in because then yeah. you can relax, right, and just go with the emotion and stuff. But man, I'll be up for two days just right. I'll never be able to go to sleep after that. I'm just sitting there. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm here. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like <laughs> I was, I was so grateful. What was your age then? How old were you? Twenty two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I couldn't even. I wouldn't even be able to handle that. Yeah. It, it was that's uh, a lot to take on man it was a great experience um, I, it, it, I loved it yeah. especially because my sister is there like right i was gonna ask you do you think she was kind of like kind of auditioning you at first or something like just not not telling you right up and just getting you to work was she kind of like looking at you like yeah she was kind of mean to me <laughs> uh, I don't go, that's what she, i was trying to ask yeah yeah i go sheila why are you so mean to me she goes Cause you're my brother, yeah. and you got to show an example. You got to be tougher than them. You got to, you know, mm -hmm. I can't favor you. I'm like, okay, oh, is yeah. there another way to go about this besides being mean to me? <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can, can you be nice to me and still make your? Uh, <laughs> what would she be mean to you about, like the pattern Just, or punctuality? Oh or? yeah, no, I'm always on time. Okay, like, got you. I'm I'm good with that. I work hard. She knows that, but I could not mess up. Mm. Mm -hmm. I seen guys mess up in the band. She let them slide. She looked at me like, right. "What are you doing?" You know, because brother and sister, you could talk to each other like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But at first, you know, it was hard to take because I'm like, I'm doing my best. I'm studying. I'm learning every every pattern. It's hard to play like somebody is somebody else pattern sure. exactly. Right. So I had to sound exactly like Sheila, and then eventually I got it. You know. Right. But yeah, it's hard to take when yeah, you're doing you're your like, best. Wow, come on, man. Come on, Sheila. And <laughs> <laughs> the band backstage, why is she so hard on you? I'm like, you lucky she ain't hard on you. Don't right. worry about it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <Let> me... <laughs> She's probably showing out. She didn't want to look like nepotism. Yeah. Right? Just making sure. Yeah. Hey, man, that, that's, that's inspiring. And I want to ask you, back up a little bit and ask you about growing up. But first, let's listen to a little more of Juan's album. Remember, he's got a birthday show coming right up March 12th. I believe it's his 37th birthday, if I'm correct. That's yeah, right. and he's going to be <laughs> over there in Palo Alto, MacArthur Park Club and Restaurant with the Juan Escobedo All Star Band. Who will be in that All Star Band, by the way? Uh, I have uh, my sister Zena. Zena Escobedo. Zena, right. who's on the Glamorous Life video. What yeah, Zena yeah. play? Zena's a she's a man, singer, right? She's a great singer and dancer. Really? A lot of people don't know. I never heard her sing. I've seen her dance before. Believe it or not, like she's on the E Family CD. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like it. Do you guys have that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That high note pitch, that's yeah. Zena. What? And she did background. Yeah, she's an amazing singer, but okay. uh, she's she shy. Show it. Yeah, she's shy. And yeah. She, you know. But I pay her enough to make her come out right of on. that shyness. <laughs> now it's your I said, turn. Zena, here's like, <laughs> some money. She goes, how much? She goes, I'm not shy no yeah. more. Right, right, oh, right. now you won't come out. Yeah, so Zena's on there. Right uh, on. Uh, Martin Kemper, from formerly of Color Me Bad, right, he's so singing he's gonna be lead. performing with you, right? He'll be there. Leah cool. Ticey, who's singing Olay on the CD. Okay. She'll be there. That we just heard. Yes. Uh, Eddie M., Eddie M, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Billy Johnson from uh, Frankie oh, Beverly yeah. and Drummer. Maze. Wow. Yeah. Right. And he, he has the six-time platinum from, uh, uh, it, uh, what's that, the Santana, uh, the six-time platinum? 
CD Santana did. Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. Billy Johnson's oh, on there. Oh, is Billy playing that? Billy's that. on that CD oh, too. Wow. So he'll be there playing drums. Nice, uh, Gary nice. Brown, who played with Herbie, and uh, yeah, I got uh, great musicians uh, playing. That's yeah, gonna be a great show. Yeah. I was gonna say, why don't we check out, if you don't mind, there, Chris, uh, Baya Cha Cha Cha. I love this. This, this is, is my also, brother singing this is your late. Brother? Singing late. Oh, yeah. nice, man. And this yeah. is also from the J by Juan Escovito by a cha cha cha. Do you guys record to a click? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Uh, a thing about a click, well, let me put it this way. A click is good to start a song, to get the feel, the tempo. Okay. For us as Escovitos, we believe in letting it flow and move a little bit. Mm -hmm. So if you play to a click, it's, it's so structured, mm -hmm. right? And then, because we like the way the uh, band members add their flow, and sometimes it moves a little bit. So mm -hmm. a click can take you from that. So, but it's necessary, right? You know, in the beginning of recording, to find the tempo and the click, mm -hmm. and then we kind of take it out. So we we do start with a click. Yeah, that's interesting, man. You said <laughs> as Escovitos, like you have a family kind of motto about that too. Yeah. Um, so this album's been a long time coming, so congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I understand, so, um, first of all, you got like six pianos at your house? Six pianos at the house? Uh, at least six, Damn. yeah. At least six. <laughs> and you, so you use that as like a writing tool, right? And you did. You wrote this with uh, Michael Angel Alvarado? Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, talk to me about that, songwriting process, or just... Okay, so... I started, well, I've been writing for years since I was right. 13, 14. You know, I don't know if it's called writing, but uh, you come up with ideas. Yeah. And yeah, then eventually you. it comes up to something. Right. Uh, but I, this is my third attempt of writing a CD. Uh, I had other producers and other people working with me. And within two or three songs, you know it's not the right connection, the right people. Mm -hmm. So... And because we're from Oakland, we, you know, I love funk, jazz, Latin, salsa, uh, 
blues, whatever. So to make that fit in my CD was the, the hardest part to do because once Prince always told me, once you do your first CD, that's your fan base. Who are you connecting with? Mm, right, age group. Yeah. yeah, just by the songs, uh, the way you write it, the lyrics and all this stuff. So mm. I took that in consideration. Like, uh, And he always said, just play for for yourself first. Like, Because uh, I, I wrote this song in the 80s when I met Prince. And I said, Prince, I have this song I want you to hear. He said, okay, let me check it out. Wow, so he, he checked that out. He'd indulge you and stuff? No, we, we were cool. We used to hang wow. out together, just nice. me and him. He used to call me. Uh, wow. And I used to go to his suite. Like, he always had a piano when we toured and stuff. So I went to his room playing piano, showing some stuff that I came up with and stuff. So uh, he took time to listen to my stuff. And the first thing he said, he said, I can say I love it, and that's great, but what does that do for me? Like you can't go by one one person uh, uh, say so on what the song is. He said it has to come from your heart and what you believe that you like, and the people will follow you, right? Mm. I always remember that. So he said, "Interesting, yeah." Mm. And it makes sense. Why yeah. why ask this one artist and this other artist if they like it? Because there's going to be a person that's going to like it. There's going to be a person right. that's not going to like it. Totally. Like, what are you going to follow? Right. You have to follow your heart. Your heart. So he mm -hmm. said, when you write your songs, make sure you enjoy it and look at it as you playing it on stage. Mm -hmm. So if you can, if you love it, the people will follow you. Because if you're going for just uh, gold albums, making money, it's fake. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from your heart. So if you write from your heart and what you feel the crowd will feel that, right. and that's your crowd. So he said your first CD has to be genuine, and it has to be uh, from your heart. So so when I started my first, started my, trying to write for my first CD, I, it didn't feel right. Was mm -hmm. that, now was that like official, was that like on some label, was that like a like a production deal, or was it just independent? Independent, just by myself, just trying to write. And you said you got like three songs going, but you I had three plug. songs. I put some money in studio mm -hmm. time, but oh, you were putting your money in. It's all my money, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of money. What kind of material was it? So when I was first, I was in the funk for a while. So I was doing mm -hmm. more funk and R and B, mm -hmm. and then it felt good at the time. But I'm like, it doesn't feel right enough for me to continue. So I cancel that and then i did it i was working uh, five years later i started working on another cd and it was more salsa more latin and i said this still don't feel right what was wrong with on that time it was too um it was too latin mm -hmm. and it was uh it wasn't where i wanted to go so you thought the audience might be limited or you, you thought you know was... i stopped thinking about the audience which was good i started thinking about me mm -hmm. good how would this feel on stage is this because once you you're set in the genre of music that's your fan base right and if you change it a little bit they sometimes they don't follow they you. don't yeah so i have to do what what oh, i felt okay. that was right for me yeah and it still didn't feel right so this cd so i found michael angel alvarado from san jose and we clicked, and the way he plays guitar, and he had that Latin feel, but also I put that R&B in there in the background on yeah. the backbeat, so it's, 
it, for us t together clicking, and I was playing way more piano. Like I was just playing a lot of piano every day, like five hours a day, just writing, writing. Mm -hmm. And I started finally finding my niche, and I'm like, man, this sounds good. It's starting. I feel where I'm going. You know, it takes years yeah. to find your niche. So once I started writing um, a couple of songs, I'm like, this feels really good. And Michael Angel helped me with corn changes yeah. because, you know, like I play at home with piano and I have my limited uh, chord changes and all this, but I have the really good feeling of melodies, yeah. uh, verses, chorus, bridge. Yeah, I can tell. And then he'll make it fatter mm -hmm. or as professional a guitar player piano player so he felt filled in the gaps and stuff and then it started moving to another level right like man this is this is it this is happening so we i said let's continue then we're doing 40 songs we just kept writing right i said oh we're gonna keep writing and i'm gonna find the best 10 songs i'm ready to do a cd like mm -hmm. me and you together and and the way we collaborate and the way we talk and express ourselves this is gonna work. Yeah. Now neither of us are good at lyrics, right? <laughs> so he he said, "Man, I can write some lyrics." I'm like, "Let me hear it." <laughs> hey, baby, how you doing? What I said, "Dude, dude." <laughs> no, no, no. He goes, "I can write some lyrics." I said, "No, you can't. <laughs> Stick to the chord changes, homie. <laughs> I'm gonna find somebody else." So, he goes. So anyway, so uh, so uh. Martin Kemper, I mean, uh, Keith Martin, I'm sorry. I was on tour with him, the Hammer, back in 94. We did okay. Too Legit Tour. Too He's Legit to Quit. Too Legit to Quit. So we, you were on that tour? I was on that tour, Ooh. yeah. With Billy Johnson, and wow. Richard Aguan and drums, uh, Kenny Franklin bass. Billy Johnson played on that tour? Billy, yeah, Billy was on oh, that tour. Heavy duty. Damn. Did all, all Oakland cast, uh -huh. yeah. well, m majority of them. Um, Felton Pilot called me on that from Confunction. Yeah. So Damn. he called me on that. Yeah. So then, um, so I remember um, Keith Martin, uh, he had, so he went solo after the uh, uh, Hammer Tour, and I loved his CD and the lyrics. I'm like, man, when I get to that level, I'm going to use this dude. Mm -hmm. So he moved to Indonesia. So I called him, and I go, dude, I've been thinking about you for years. Cause the way you write lyrics, I got this song and it was Angel uh -huh. single. I shot it to him, but I wanted him to do all of it. But you don't tell that, you don't tell them up right, front. Right, right. Yeah. Like they got to work with for you. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Here's one song. Let yeah, me see yeah. what you can do. Man, I told him about kind of how I wanted it. Excuse me. And he he wrote Angel and all that. And I'm like, man, this amazing lyrics. So. What's funny is, uh, well, not funny, but when he called me, so I sent him the song at like 11 at night. So he's telling me, okay, what's your ideas? How how you want the lyrics? And this is what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. And then he called me back half hour later. I'm thinking he's going to ask some questions or whatever. He goes, it's done. I said, mm. what? Oh. He goes, it's done. I said, really, Keith? I'm like, I'm thinking it's going to be whack. <laughs> Homie just trying to make his quick money. Right. And I listen, I'm like, dang, this is good. And you know when something's really good, you just like, you listen to it three times, and then you have to shut it off and watch TV and go mm -hmm. back, make yeah. sure it was good as you thought yep, it was. Right. Yep. I had to go somewhere else and listen to it again. I'm like, Keith, 
this is amazing. Mm. He goes, do you like it? I said, yeah, but what bothered me is like, it only took you a half hour and I'm paying you all this money. <laughs> it made me feel like you didn't earn it. He goes, wait until it comes out, wait until it comes out. So, yeah, and then he wrote, and then I had him do the uh, Ole, uh, all the lyrics yeah. to the whole CD. So, yeah, Keith uh, Keith Martin did all the lyrics and stuff. Nice. So then I said, us three together, yeah. you can't stop us now. So me and Michael Angel, Alvarado, and Keith Martin is the writers of all the songs except for the uh, uh, the the other ones I did from. Uh, yeah. By the way, I like your choice of covers. Yeah, I did. You, you do uh, "Holding Back the Years." Holding Back the Years. I love tune. that song. And I love mm. the way you do it, and also "Everybody Wants to Rule the World." That yeah. "Tears for Fears" tune. You guys like funk that up. I love that. That's I sang tasty. that one. That's you sound great, man. And my first time ever singing lead. I didn't know that was you singing. That was a really good I choice. I didn't know either. Dope. <laughs> did you choose to do that song? Is that your choice? Or did yeah. somebody suggest that to you? No, I I, uh, I did everything myself, my own ideas. So how, good. And right. I said, I have to sing lead on one song. And uh, I just love that song. And I was so nervous to, to sing it. And uh, that was the last song to be done. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't want to sing lead. But... I have to try it. Yeah. So, uh, so me and my brother went to the studio. So a couple of times we're work, working on the other songs, and he goes, "You ready to sing lead?" I said, "Not today." <laughs> 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 and he goes, "Okay, the CD got to be released now in a week from now." He goes, "You have to sing lead." I said, "Okay, today's the day. I'm gonna do it." Yeah. And I sang it, and it just felt good. And I sang. And I'm like, dang, I sound better than I thought I would. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it, in our mind, we set ourselves back for not doing things we, oh, yeah. we should be doing. Harder on ourselves. Which I was just comfortable being a percussion player and uh, not a lead singer. Right. But once I did it, uh, started feeling good, and and I did it at the CD release party at Yoshi's. Niceness. And people loved it. Yeah. So. Now I'm the shiznit. Yeah, that's what's up. Dude, it's no. so exciting. It You're, feels good to express yourself like yeah, that. Yeah, it You're stretching yeah. out, man. It's so, just life keeps going. You keep getting better. You yeah. keep learning. You never stop. I love it. And congratulations, Thank man. Thank you, man. Didn't you, when you were going back to when you were really young, I think, didn't you used to be like really serious about the trumpet? Did you, yeah. Were you a trumpet player for a while? I was trumpet. I love trumpet. Who are I your favorite cats or what got you into trumpet? Uh, believe it or not, because my father was in Azteca. Mm -hmm. We were listening which, to that earlier. Yes. So my uncle Coke and, 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 Coke and my Escovito. father, Coke Escovito and my, my father Pete, they had a 16-piece band. I think I was 15, 14. And, and the horn players just captured uh, the sound that I loved. They turned I, you out. We always played percussion. Yeah. Mm. But all of a sudden, this trumpet player, I couldn't remember what his name was, but I just loved... I started hearing that trumpet. It just captivated, spoke, spoke to me. Yep. And I'm like, man, that trumpet is dope. So I'm like, I want to play trumpet. So I started uh, taking trumpet in uh, third grade, second grade. Mm -hmm. And then my father got me a trumpet. And then I took private lessons for three or four years. I was first trumpet in, in, in school. And uh, I just loved it. Yeah. But <laughs> Oh, you were first trumpet, so you got first chair. I was that high pit, like mm -hmm. really getting the lips and everything yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what jacked me up is I'm junior high school, and you know, you get that little lump and stuff and for playing trumpet. 
Yeah, yeah, you do. And all my boys starting kissing girls. I'm like, well, I ain't getting no kisses. (laughs) (laughs) All lumpy over here. (laughs) 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 So I had this lump on my lip. I'm like, I'm like, why ain't nobody kiss me? They go that lump, lump. So I said, so I said, do I want to kiss or play trumpet? Trumpet was gone, homie. <laughs> I dropped that trumpet quick. I got some kisses. Went back to Conga. Yes, sir. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> what, 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 uh, what high school did you go to? I went Oakland High. Oakland, Oakland High. High. What, yeah. what uh, middle school? Uh, McChesney. Oh, okay. Yeah, you Franklin. grew up was there. Huh? Y'all, y'all was like really. You I, grew up I, on 9th Ave and 21st, yeah. right? 9th Ave and East 21st. Wow. I graduated yeah. from Skyline. Really? Yeah. yeah. Sheila, I think Sheila <laughs> went to Skyline. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she did. All right. Yeah, yeah. There's a Bay legend right here, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a trip, man, with the horn. So wait a second. So another thing I think I heard that surprised me, because I just assumed, because you were talking about the family always playing percussion and stuff, but was it true that at first, like, uh, your dad didn't really want you guys to be musicians, or is that true? And you so would have true. To, you would have to, like, what, what was his trip, or why did he not want you? Didn't think it was stable enough, or? Well, back then... Um, being a percussion player and stuff, it was he was struggling, couldn't pay the bills. He would work uh, hours and, you know, back then you could play to six in the morning in San Francisco. He would do two, three jobs uh, a night making twenty dollars. But back mm-hmm. then the rent I think was one hundred and fifty. Yeah. So twenty dollars, you know, the hustle and stuff, and then uh, so many times that. You know, he got close to making it and just the struggle. He's like, I don't want my kids to struggle like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would always lock his instruments in, the, in his uh, closet. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> and, then, and then he'd leave town, do his gigs or whatever. So me from Oakland, you know, I'm going to pop that puppy. Right? <laughs> I'm like, you can't lock nothing up from me. Right. So I'm getting there, popping it, you know. So I'm like, I'm getting the drums and stuff, playing. My mother like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm practicing. She goes, you know your father said, don't touch this. I said, but mom, I'm feeling it. You know, yeah. your mother love you. Yeah. Right. She going to work with you. Right. And then my brother and sister's like, uh, they started playing too. So we just started playing. We lock it back up. You know, pops come back. <laughs> And I think you we try pop- to put it like in the way it oh, was before. Yeah. We try to, you know, measure everything. Is this correct? <laughs> right? Just like Christmas gifts. You yeah, know, yeah. you open it, try to tape it back up. Yeah. <laughs> so he come back and go, who's been in my closet? Yeah. Who's messing with my drum? And I'm like, it wasn't me. And then uh, Mom's goes, no, because we were busted. When you busted, you know you busted. busted. Yeah. Yeah. So Mom said, no, you got to hear your kids play. He goes, what? They've been playing my drums? Yeah, but you need to hear them play. Okay. So we playing. We got patterns. We doing things. Okay. Pops like, wow, you guys good? And I'm like, Pops, and we already got paid. We did some side gigs. <laughs> okay. you know? Oh, you already did some side we gigs? Did. We already he made. was out of town. He out of town. <laughs> you got We're, it. You know about family, cousin, birthday party? Oh, you know, yeah. $10, yeah. whatever. There's something. Yeah. yeah. Pops, we making money. <laughs> wow. And so then it, Yeah. So then he was like. Okay, you guys can start playing. And it's from watching him play in the band in, in the front mm-hmm. room, uh, Azteca and all the bands and stuff, rehearsing at the house. And uh, and we just saw how much wow. fun it was and love. Yeah. Because, like I said, my uncle and father, brothers, 
and then my all my cousins play. Uh-huh. Alejandro, uh, another uncle that uh, has got a, a right. award and stuff for the best writer and all this stuff. So the family expand like there's so many of, of us that play and stuff. Right. Uh, but it's just a love. So I look at music as just a family gathering, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. just playing, having fun, yeah. not not to make money. You know, it's just it was fun, yeah. laughter. Yeah. So once we I looked at it, we looked at it like that. It's like we didn't look at it as a career, or I did. But uh, how yeah. about some of those cats coming to your house, like, like uh, like George Duke would come to the house, right? Right. Did, would you be like? Oh, George Duke right there. Or, you know what I mean? Like, was that your, on your wavelength? Like, was it just cool people come, showing you stuff? Or did you realize who they were? Because there were some big people coming to your house. Big time. Yeah, Cal Jader. Santana. Santana. Wow. Uh, when you're younger uh, and you see all, the, everybody was musicians coming to the house. So, right, right, right. So back then they weren't so successful and they were just coming up artists or maybe they were yeah that's what i was wondering so they're kind of in that period where they're still coming yeah up to too. us they're just right, homies right, right. yeah they're yeah. just family family yeah, yeah. coming in yeah. jamming that's a trip man yeah and then uncle also, cow uncle santana uncle yeah, carlos yeah, yeah. right <laughs> right that's from tower yeah. of power right, right. Like, wow that's wild and, yeah it's just amazing uh tito puente wow uh yeah uh, now what what would bring Tito Puente to the house? Because he's a little bit like older generation. Like right. What was, how how do you know your dad? Or uh, I think my what my father. I think was eighteen. Met Tito. Wow. And my uncle Coke and and they play with them. They met each other. Uh, they started playing together. Tito will come in town. Um, it's just like me now. I know the level of musicians. Mm-hmm. My son. Well, I have a couple of kids, the four, but my youngest is seven. Okay. He, he don't have a no idea <laughs> right. who's hugging him. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, uh-huh. right, right. I mean, some big time stars and love right. you. And right. He don't know. Right. But he will know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna trip. Yeah. So it's kinda like that. It's like, you know, you don't have the knowledge of of the level of capacity of where the, even if that go down was, it doesn't matter. They're just mm-hmm. family coming in, hugging you. They're playing. We go see them play. Yeah. We're on stage, and they're jamming and stuff. Wow. And then after you get the knowledge of like that dude, right, as <laughs> bad as that, you know, and then you realize how famous they are. Yeah, my mother's always trying to keep us all together. Yeah. Uh, my father's like, whatever, go make your money, go. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mother like. Uh, you have to be together. It's the family thing. You know, like the DeBarge family. Yeah. Uh, who I right, love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got a big friend. You got to listen. Let me ask you about that. You guys met on American Bandstand. Mm hmm. We're Tell doing me about that friendship. American Bandstand. Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Yeah. So, El DeBarge, the family, I think it was 85, right when the Glamour Slide came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, El DeBarge, the, the, the family performed, and I'm walking by. And Al was walking by, and I saw him, and I go, "Hey, That's I didn't, they were big too, man. They were big. Yeah. And, y'all uh, look, lot, y'all look related yeah. too at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it, it really does. Yeah. yeah. So we click right away. I said, "Hey, Al, it won. You know, we exchanged a number right away. Yeah. And uh, we became homies right away, like calling each other, hanging mm-hmm. out. Uh, you know, and then eventually I started working with him." And uh, I was his musical director for a little bit. 
And okay. When, yeah, so whenever he's in town and stuff. You have a standing uh, invitation, right? Yeah, so so when he's in town, he goes, uh, he goes, um, Juan, whenever you see my name anywhere and you're in town, just set up your congas, right? And I'll be there and I'll take care of you. I'm like, okay. So that feels weird, right? Right. The, other, the rest of the band's like <laughs> the, band, the band like, who's this Mexican coming? <laughs> who's this little vato coming in setting up in little congas? So I'm like, okay. So first I'm like, hey, I'm here. He go, where's your drums? I'm like, you know, I ain't gonna set in the car, set them up. So then he said, t- I told you, whenever I'm in town, set up your drums. So I said, I'm gonna try this one time, right? Yeah. So I set up my drums. And I go, I know this is weird to the band. Like, I know this is weird. I know you guys be rehearsing. You don't know who I am. I want Escovito. L said to set up. <laughs> okay. And homie's trying to move their set over it and all their instruments. Right. I'm not like, it's all good, man. I'm telling you, L said, he probably thinking, who's this dude trying to sit in? <laughs> so then L comes, Escovito. Hug me like, uh-huh. oh, he do know him, okay. L. <laughs> and then uh, he goes, and then we go backstage, he always says, okay, everything's changing. My boy Juan is here. Me and him opening up. We doing this. And, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> he must be close, right? So we do a thing. And then uh, they got it after that. Okay. Like, when I come, when he come in town, I set up my drums and we play together. And it's song. Yeah. Wow, man. And it comes full circle. By the way, let's listen to that. You, we mentioned before the song Angel. <clears throat> Uh, you got uh, Elder Barge is on that, uh, well, as well as Martin Kember, right? Yes. From Color Me Bad. This is a song, Angel, also from The J by Juan Escovedo. Let's check that out. I want to thank you for being in my life. There ain't no question about how I feel inside. I know there ain't anyone. Never take your place. No one could tell me that I don't love you. Thank you for giving us your time, man. I know oh, you got to get going soon because you got to play. You got a full day. You got to catch your third <laughs> or fourth win today. I just want to ask you a couple of things before you go. One thing that I saw as a good pro tip, because percussion, that's an instrument a lot of people kind of like to 
I don't want to be offend people because they're having fun. They kind of fake it. They get percussion. They're just kind of screwing around, <laughs> making noise. So, so I, I, I heard some good tips that you had on that. So I heard you say one time, and all the Escovitos know this, uh, if you overplay as a percussionist, um, it actually loses you work. You might not actually get called back for another gig. So true. You got to like, the bass player and the drummer, they got something going on. And you have to respect that, right? So could you right. talk about that a little bit, how that works? Yeah. So um, as you know, there's four of us play percussion. So we always know to stay out the other person's way. Mm -hmm. right. So when I get hired for, for work in, 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 in a new band, if you hear the CD, there's always a lot of percussion stuff on there. And my job is to find out what fits better for the song. There's no right. way I can play if there's a tr all that stuff. Yeah. Like there's a track of congas, timbales, shaker, cowbell, all this stuff. So I'm like, what fits in, in this song that feels good mm -hmm. and that they will respect and love? So what I do, you never want to overplay to where they tell you, shut up. <laughs> right? Or be quiet. Or you're playing too much. Right. I'd rather somebody say, can you give me more, right? right. Because I, I'm always available to give you more. But if you're playing too much, it's hard to, like, tell somebody. Yeah, yeah. distinguish what you, what, what your pattern need to be. Mm -hmm. So when I study uh, the songs and I try to play clean, so there's, and, and when I, whenever I do a session of recording, I go by quarter notes, don't, don't, and then eight, don't, 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 16, Mm -hmm. 32 right right so so i started with quarter note then eight okay and you get busier so i give them four options of every session because when when i do sessions they have ideas and and first i do whatever they ask me to play right that's the first thing i do make sure they're happy yeah are you okay with all the all the patterns, everything? Okay, they love it. Mm -hmm. Okay, then I say, can I add what 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 I think fits or would help the song? Mm -hmm. But when you're younger, you're like, you know, you're kind of nervous. You do what they say and you're out. Yeah. And then you go home and the CD comes out and you're like, man, I could have made it so much better, Ugh. but I didn't speak up. Right. So right. now I speak up. Uh -huh. So I'm like. I do what they do. Let me add this. I have ideas. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Mm -hmm. And they don't, they're like, whoa. And the whole flow changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my advice is, is when you go in the studio first, don't come up with all your ideas. Don't put your flavor into somebody else's song because you it's a higher gig. You're mm -hmm. hired to perform and make their song how they hear it, even though if you don't like the pattern, yeah. it don't matter. It's not your song, right? right? You're a hired right. hand. Yeah. So I play what they feel, and that's already on track. Mm -hmm. Now here's your option. I uh, hear something else on the upbeat mm -hmm. or the, you know, other notes. Right. And I make it a little busier. Then you can do what you want with it. So once I'm gone, and you already love what you have, now if you hear. Later, when I'm gone, and add that other part, the flavor, right? And that it keeps you working. It keeps right. you, uh, uh, because when I did my CD, of course, 
you know, I co-wrote with a, a couple of people. I'd never done it by myself. And then even Sheila has her own idea of my father, my brother. Mm-hmm. But when when I'm the artist, I can say that's too much. That's that's all their ideas. Mm-hmm. But if I took all their ideas and put it in their song, it would drive me crazy. <laughs> it's, too, it's too much, right? right? But we family. We can do that. So That feedback's there, though. The feedback is there. Yeah. So when I hire great musicians, I have I start with a structure of what I hear. Let's nail that down. Then I can say, give me a little baseline. What do you hear now? So shut up until I'm done with what I hear, right? So yeah. give me some vocal lines or background. Now let's add. Now what would you add to this? Right. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's not asked for you to do it, then don't don't do it. Just let it be. That means the producer or the writer is fine the way it is, right? You got to know when it step in and make it better and you know when to right. not overplay it and not do too much. Sounds like a lot of good playing is listening then, not just playing, but listening. listening. Yeah. yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Not just the music, what people are saying. That's great, man. <clears throat> and uh, also, I know one thing I, before you leave, I just want to be able to talk to you about work you do with the youth and work you do with kids. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned before when we, we talked to you a little bit last uh, October that you had a little bit of trouble, got into some trouble when you were a kid. And nowadays, you're just always giving back. I know earlier today, before you came here, you said you work with like 100 kids. So talk to me about that. Yeah, so we have a foundation, the family called Elevate Oakland. Uh, Elevate Oakland? Elevate Oakland. Uh, It's a program to uh, bring music back to uh, Oakland Public Schools. Yeah. Because the first thing to go is uh, athletics. uh, um, Music. And music. So they always shut down the music programs. And there's a lot of kids yeah. that just come to school just to express themselves through yeah. music. They don't want sometimes they don't want to hear about math and history. They're right. they're not there right yet at right. that at that moment. Uh so to keep them in school, they need to express themselves. So we teach them uh so we we have foundation, we have uh Zildjian cymbals, uh toka Great. drums. Great. So we endorse a lot of products that we call them to bring it into the school. Mm-hmm. So they donate the, the instruments to the Oakland Public Schools. And I I don't just talk about it. I'm there to teach it. So when it comes into class, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't come in and say, hey, I brought you all these toys and yeah. instruments. No, the teachers, right. you know, that's their job. Right. So I'm not there to just say, hey, uh, pat me on the back. I'm here to... I, I'm not that. I'm not there for that. Mm-hmm. I'm there to let them know that I'm here to support you, and we got your back. Yeah. You know, so yeah, and we and we teach them about the instruments and drumming, uh, piano. What kind of workouts do you do with them, or what, what kind of activities? Well, the first thing we do is try to get their attention, <laughs> which, which is we're here because we love you. Mm-hmm. We're here to bring music uh, uh, to the schools. Uh, we're not here to judge you. We're here to, you know, make sure you good. Yeah. Are they Are they beautiful, accepting? Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, That's great. man. And um, it's just been such an honor to have you here. It's been great to talk to you. 
This has been a great interview. Uh, thank you for coming through. We got to have you back and talk to you some more. I, had, I didn't even get to ask you about Dancing on the Ceiling tour. <laughs> I got to ask you about that. <laughs> I got to hear about that. And so many other questions, but uh, thank you so much. It's been an honor to have you back. And uh, I just wish you the best, man. And yeah, by the way, most definitely. Uh, you guys, don't forget, he got the birthday show on March 12th, <laughs> MacArthur Park. Uh, not MacArthur Park, but it's a it's a venue in Palo Alto, 27 University Ave in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. Juan Escovedo is going to be playing there with his all-star band. And we're going to play him out with the song, This Time. This time also features uh, Andy Vargas, right? Andy from Vargas Santana. from Santana. Yeah, that's great. Singer. Dude, your yeah. CD is so cool, man. Oh, thank you. That's the J, by the way. The J by Juan Escovedo. Go get it at juanescovedo.com. Calm. Love right. you, bro. Yeah. Love you guys too. My family. Yeah, yeah. man. Love Safe you guys. Safe travels to you, man. Thank you, man. All right, man. Thank Peace. You.